Patrick Smith, and I am here with the Clemson Foothills Church. Uh, today, I want to take you guys through something that I've started studying out again recently, and that's the Sermon on the Mount there in Matthew chapter 5. And it starts out saying in verse 1, Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Going through that section, a lot of times we think about all the things we would have to do to inherit different aspects of the kingdom of heaven. Now, one of the things that I started thinking about this time going through it was how all of these things wouldn't have been possible without the coming of Jesus Christ and the sacrifices he made for us. And it kind of occurred to me, what if we take it as a description of what our lives look like before and after Jesus came? With that being said, it begins to paint a whole new picture. Instead of just, blessed are the poor in spirit, now it would be more like those who are poor in spirit are now blessed because Jesus has come. Likewise, those who have been mourning are now comforted because Jesus has come. Those who are poor are now considered very wealthy through the fact that they have wealth in Jesus Christ. Those of us who have fallen short to live up to the standards of righteousness are now filled with the righteousness of God. Those of us who are merciful to others but are in need of mercy ourselves can now receive mercy through Jesus Christ. Those of us who have been seeking purity in this world and of others can now see it through Jesus in its purest form. And those of us who feel lost in this world can now feel found because of the fact that Jesus has come and is showing us the way. Now, as we kind of read that and we see it in a different light, uh, one of the questions I want you to ask yourself is, are you allowing the coming of Jesus and the fact that he changes the rules by which we are governed be forgotten while we're too busy focusing on ourselves and our own problems? Now, I want to close out with one more section from this. You know, he goes on to talk about the salt and the light, saying, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So again, here, he compares God's people to two things. Firstly, salt. 
Now, we could be asking ourselves, why salt? But then we start to think, what is salt used for? Salt is used as a preservative. So we're put here, if we're taking that meaning literally, we're put here to preserve the earth, preserve the God's people. Uh, secondly, when people consume salt, they become thirsty. So if we're the salt of the earth, then God is using us to make people thirst for him. After comparing us to salt, he then compares us to light. Now, light is really cool in the fact that it reveals things that were hidden in darkness. It can also be used to lead the way out of the darkness. After hearing this, I've got two questions I want you to ask yourself. Firstly, are you allowing yourself to be used by God and to lead others to thirst for him? And secondly, are you covering your light so as to hide in the darkness of this world? So today we opened ourselves up to seeing how our life has changed through the coming of Jesus Christ and what he's done for us, which prayerfully will inspire us to be more thankful for the sacrifice he made for us and how it changed our lives and the rules that we live by. And then we looked at how we're called to be different. We're called to be like salt, leading people to thirst for Christ. We're also called to be like a light, leading people out of the darkness that they live in. I think that with everything going on, this is something really important for us to go through and think about because it's going to look very different while we're in these trying times with the global pandemic and lots of different things being shut down and being stuck inside. But I think this is the time where it's our job as disciples of Jesus Christ to be that light in these dark and trying times and to really be those people who are encouraging others to thirst for God. And that's going to look different for each individual person. And you're going to have to figure out what that's going to look like for you. But I encourage you guys to stay strong, to fight the good fight, and to be a light in these dark times.